Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Are you guys, um, are you back at the studios yet or no? So I actually quit the, um, I quit the SiriusXM show. Oh, okay. So I went, I'm in the space now. Like I just took a company public, okay? In this, in, 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 in psychedelics. Okay. So, um, it's been a really, nice. yeah, it's been like a really busy time. Does it show recording on your end, by the way? I don't really do this a lot. Like, yep. we re- yeah, yeah we're good. recording, right? Um, yep. You're recording. Okay. Yep. So, yeah, so gotcha. thanks man. So yeah, I, I, it's been a crazy couple of days and it's been a really crazy few months, meaning cause we just listed, um, and and like yeah I, i'm so ingrained in this industry and and the truth be told and i've admitted this before it's i've really only started learning about this stuff over the last year or two so mm-hmm. i'm really a newbie and my whole goal has always been to to be like especially with this drug with psilocybin which is like it's as you know and i'm gonna we'll, we'll hear from you dan but about it's like egoless and connectivity and like really being there for people like for me on, on now the capital side, I just hope that on the capital market side that everyone can come together, like pioneers, yeah. advocates, knowing, like let's just elevate the sector together and, and share realness and be genuine, be authentic. And, and obviously if there's some, you know, you don't want to work the shitty companies, but if there's companies that are trying to elevate this and help with legalization, decriminalization movements, help with product on shelves and help with clinicals, like that's how I think we all win. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm um, I'm hopeful, but I'm also like really skeptical. I don't know if skeptical is the right word, but um, hesitant to believe that all of these cannabis companies that are now switching over to it are in it for the right reasons, um, especially with some of these big names. But um, it is what it is. You know, there's always people that, like I'm sure that there's companies out there that nobody's heard about that are doing it you know, quietly, you know, and building behind the scenes. And, um, as long, I don't care, like, as long as it helps people, um, it's just another tool to use. And, um, you know, there's going to be some synthetic routes. There's going to be some full fungal extractions. There's, um, so yeah, it's, it's an exciting time. Obviously a lot of big dose studies are going on, but then now there's more of the microdose studies, which I think more people are going to be enough to be, to try. Um, and, uh, yeah, man, people have, just, I mean, you know, I've been, um, like you, like tomorrow I just told my wife is, is a year for me since I did my first, um, hero dose, you know? Dude, so that's awesome. Like yeah. your, your anniversary. Yeah, man. And it's like, it's, it's an anniversary. It's the beginning of my, my new life, you know, and people count sobriety. Well, you know, I'll definitely count June one as, as my, as the day that, changed everything for me, you know, in that traditional ceremony, um, you know, changed the self narrative, changed my perspective on the world, helped with my relationships with my kids and my wife, um, helped me communicate better with people. 
um, made me more creative. Uh, I'm about to launch um, my own business here with uh, CBD and medicinal mushroom line. Um, and, uh, and then on the back end, um, also researching um, some formulations with a PhD on the full fungal extraction and psychedelic side. So, um, so yeah, and it's, uh, it's a pretty exciting time. And it, I think it always leads with, um, you know, this stuff saved my life. And I, I know, I know that it's, it's helped a lot of people and it's gonna, it's gonna save a lot of lives. And I mean, with everything going on right now, it's just crazy. This world is just, uh, you know, it feels like it's going to burn down, you know, literally um, it, it, it's, the yeah. most, it, it's, it's, it's so frightening to think for me what's happening in the world because especially in America where and you're in America now, right? Yeah, man. I'm uh, just outside of Chicago. So last night was like pretty intense. And then, I mean, you know, we're armed tonight because a bunch of them are in the suburbs now, you know? So it's, um, it's no joke. Yeah. What's happening. Um, I just don't understand, you know, like, obviously I understand, right. The oppression and the anger and the frustration and what happened was just fucking Could you- like one of the most, yeah, I was gonna ask. Could you watch the like? I couldn't watch the George Floyd video. I, I, the, I watched it. Yeah, yeah. And I talked to my wife. I'm like nine minutes, man. Like, come on. It was it was the most traumatizing video I've ever seen. You know, when he's screaming for his mom and just he's not doing anything. He's not. He wasn't. He wasn't a threat. You know. And then the way they handled him when they put him on the on the gurney, like just like a piece of meat, man. It's um. So I I think people are fed up. Um and um. You know, I guess it took, and it's not just him, right? It was, um, it was, it was a bunch of other events, and then it's crazy how this world works because now COVID basically doesn't exist anymore, <laughs> and uh, and it's just all these riots and, um, you know, billionaires adding four hundred thirty-four billion to their net worth during COVID. Like I was being told that that's what this is all about, you know, and, and it's, it's real, you know, um, the guy in power is, uh, is just, it's, it's, it's bad, man. It's really bad. So hopefully, you know, with this, with this medicine coming on and with, you know, like decriminalized nature, Chicago and, um, you know, in leading that movement, it's just all about, trying to educate people and trying to get them this medicine with the generational trauma that's been happening in the African-American community. Hopefully they can tap into it. And it's not like I'm some white boy is going to walk in there and give it to them. You know, we're going to educate their community leaders so that they actually, you know, listen. And then there's an economic play for them as well. Um, And hopefully that starts to change, you know, little by little. It's, you know, and then we'll go back with you, but I think this ties in with, with interestingly enough, what, what I'm doing and sort of where my pitch came from and how I raised capital. Cause I'm not a finance guy. I'm not a Bay street or wall street guy. Like I, I was a radio guy who believed in this product, the more I learned about it. And we've talked about that in the past and believe in it, meaning about helping prove out the anxiety, the depression, how it can help, how it can help with suicide and your story, which we'll get into, which you've told me in the past. And I'm sure people have heard is, is, is one of the most inspirational stories I've ever heard in my life. I mean, it, it, it makes you want to do deeper dives and research. And, and that's sort of, sort of what I used to do as a radio show host. I do these deep dives and, for me, it was like my story was about passion, really passion and love here, which is, which is how can I raise some money? But I found a bit of a, I found a great way to get into the space where in the Netherlands, 
magic truffles are still legal, as you probably know. And, and no one was really talking about this. And I'm a brand builder. I'm a, you know, I'm mm-hmm. a, I'm, I know what I am. I'm a brand builder. I'm like in people's face and I sell brands and, and I've helped with brand strategy with companies. And, and I've always sold myself to people. It's probably been annoying for many, but that's what I do. <laughs> and, 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 and then I created this red light hall and I went to people. I said, listen, I can get, we can set up a cultivation. We can start growing premium, premium grade cr- uh, truffles and we can get them to smart shops. But the way I want to do it I don't want to sell them in 30 grams the way you're buying them now in the Netherlands where tourists go and just get like totally tripped out, so to speak. I wanted to sell it in a, in a microdose where mm-hmm. they have to be in the raw, wet, unprocessed form, but it's like a pack, like a pills, but you would literally just take a piece of the truffle. And, right. and that's what we, we've now put into place while we want to set up, and it's very similar to you. We want to set up a build it out so it can hopefully be certified for EU GMP. And then I can sell truffles for the, let the clinicals and let everyone go and like test the whole. And, and I don't know what you think about the whole entourage or the, or, you know, the, the, you know, the, the, you know, that effect, like the natural substance in itself. And again, the entourage effect is, is the whole fungi. Like it's, it might be an overused term, but from what I've read and what we've studied is that people really believe that they all, like it works in part and parcel with one another as opposed to removing a synthetic from it. So really that's our big strategy. And I feel like that was a way for me to get capital to, to be responsible by let's get in manufacture, which we're starting soon, uh, a legal microdose. Cause I joke, I go, everyone you hear about microdosing, it's illegal. And I want to ask you how you're doing it too. Cause that's blowing me away. And, and then this was a way to like help elevate the sector, elevate the truffle <laughs> people don't even know about, and then get people intrigued by psilocybin because there's so much depression and there's so much anxiety and there's so much sadness. People are going to need help and I don't want people doing it with big pharma drugs. And that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a, I mean, number one, congrats. Like you found, you carved out like a really nice niche in the space. Um, and, uh, I go, you know, I go back and forth. I've never tried synthetic psilocybin, so I can't speak to it. Um, the only, the only thing that's helped me is the full fungal extraction, um, grown by a PhD biochemist and, um, sourced responsibly. And, um, and it's, you know, I, 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 I describe it like this, like I grow hemp too, right? And I'm growing medicinal mushrooms. And so um, what, what would you rather have? Like, would you rather take a, uh, the vitamin C pill that, you know, comes from Johnson & Johnson? Or would you rather eat a whole orange? You know, not, we, we don't know uh, what that whole orange is doing, but I'd rather have the whole orange. Um, and, and so that's kind of, you know, the way that I, describe it and even with like a cbd isolate right um same type of idea you know give me give me as much intact of that full plant as possible and um and that's what that's how i process um my hemp is uh is solventless doesn't touch ethanol doesn't touch alcohol um and and it goes uh, straight into an encapsulation and it's uh usda medicinal mushrooms and um uh, organic, everything's organic, everything's grown organic, non-pesticide, GMO free. Um, so it's just really good medicine, man. And I have, that's how I regain my brain health, you know? And so, I mean, I can't speak to this synthetic, but I also know like 
being on the national board of decriminalized nature, working on this regulatory framework and policy behind the scenes, I know that there's going to be a play for people who want this and, and want to go to a clinic. And man, I'm like, I say I'm a fungi advocate. I say I'm all these advocates. I, I just want people to heal. I don't care how they do it. Um, and, and if people are going to turn to a synthetic in a, with a white coat in, in a clinic, great. It's better than any type of, um, any type of these antidepressants that haven't been studied for over six months and that is one single molecule pulled out of usually a plant. And the only reason they do that is because it's patentable and then they can make a, a, a shit ton of money. Um, so I'm all about, you know, natural and, um, but I also, man, I'm just, I'm just about using these tools responsibly and, and it's only one tool, right? Like what you're doing is great. And then what I did, if I didn't change my diet, if I didn't watch my sugar intake, my alcohol intake, if I didn't, if I didn't, um, you know, if I'm not active, if I'm not doing my morning meditation, if I'm not doing these other things that go along with enhancing this type of medicine, like intermittent fasting as well, you know, I don't know, I don't know, you know, the results that you're going to see if you're going to see really big gains, but, um, but yeah, it's like, I mean, it's such an exciting time. This is like cannabis, you know, 10, 15 years ago, right? It, without a doubt. And, and back to, you know, for, for what we're doing is we, we obviously want a brand because if you can grow a brand and then we see these great work that if folks like yourself are doing, you can move a brand into a place. I mean, that's, that's, that, that's a nice place to be. Um, oh, I lost your video for one sec. There you are. Yeah. But, but you know, at the end of it, it's education and information and people working together because if we don't all do that, we're not going to be able to get this message across. And I, yeah. I have to ask Dan, how do you, how do you do this st stuff legally in your farm? Like, is there is is it all legal what you're doing? Yeah. So, like, when I say medicinal mushrooms, um, I mean lion's mane, cordyceps. Um, those are the mushrooms that I'm growing. Legal in states across fifty. Um, as long as you're growing, you know, responsible seeds. And again, I work with this PhD biochemist who's a fucking genius, and. Um, um, you know, we partnered up and created this company and, you know, I've got some standalone mushroom products as well. And, and we believe in a lot of different mushrooms synergistically working together, smaller amounts and not big amounts. Um, and, you know, Stamets has a lot of research supporting that and mushroom references. You can, you can go on there for anybody listening to, to check out that research. But, um, yeah, we, um, you know, it's, again, it's like a, it's a really exciting time to be, you know, it feels like to be at the forefront, even though I'm a little bit late to the CBD game. And again, last year, June one, man, is like when I went to his farm and I learned about all this stuff, you know, and I started taking it. And then, and then now, like, it was like, I mean, I, I tracked, right. I tracked my progress with blood work and QEEGs, which are brain scans that measure your brain waves and, and how your brain is communicating. Um, and before I went on this, it was just, I was, I was suicidal. Um, I had extreme anxiety and depression because I'd spent $200,000 going to the white coat clinics, going to these concussion clinics, um, these people telling me that they could help me with, you know, pl the plasticity of my brain and growing new pathways. I mean, you know about psilocybin and all the science, like that's real neurogenesis. That's stimulation of the areas of our brain that have been shut down either from emotional or physical trauma. And so I saw those studies It kind of convinced me. and. And, um, and yeah, it, like that week in, in Colorado, 
um, and everything is, or psilocybin was, is, was decriminalized then. So I was doing it in, and I wouldn't say a legal setting, but, um, you know, if we got caught, um, they're not going to put any money towards prosecuting me. So, um, that's, that's kind of, you know, um, the, the thinking behind, you know, first decrim and then going to like a statewide ordinance and actually putting pieces of the puzzle in place to, again, got to make sure that this is responsibly done because we don't want to fuck it up like the anti-war culture did, right? Dancing naked in the street and stuff. So, If you were a predictor, you know, if you were a betting person and, and you thought to yourself, okay, when, when can we see decriminalization movements actually passed in, in like we're start, you know, what, like we saw with cannabis um, and, and the legalization thing is still so peculiar for cannabis in your country. It's still so <laughs> interesting to me. Yeah. Um, you know, the fact that you can't even bank right now currently and it, hopefully it'll be expedited soon, but yeah, it's, it's, it's actually <laughs> insane what's going on. And, and I'm in, I'm based yeah. in Canada, but schedule the, one, right? Like, so yeah. in America, schedule one means, um, and marijuana and, and psilocybin are a schedule one drug, which means they don't have any medicinal value. And they're highly addictive. And we know that psilocybin isn't addictive. And we know that both of them have medicinal value. You know, high THC, yes, that can be. Again, it's just a tool. If you use it the right way, it can be great for you, you know. And and really, anything can be abused. Anything, right? So just be mind, being mindful of that. But, um, no, Santa Cruz. Santa Cruz. Sorry to interrupt, but where do you think we'll be in... In five years, call it. Do you, are, are people going to take psilocybin um, seriously and wanna and wanna push this through? Is there going to be? Yeah, 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 one hundred percent. I mean, the science is too compelling, and that's that's the exciting thing about this industry is that it's leading with science. Because something like this, so radical, so radically stigmatized, almost more so than cannabis, that it makes your brain bleed. You know, we all heard those stories growing up. Um, <laughs> It has to lead with science. You have to lead. And then I didn't even want to lead with my anecdotal story, man. That's why I needed pictures and I needed proof from blood work and QEGs and stuff because, yeah, I could, you can tell a story and it's, and it's great, but then people can dismiss it. But when you show them science, it's really hard to dismiss it, especially if it comes from NYU and John Hopkins and the Imperial College of London, right? So where will we be in five years? Um, I mean, nobody knows right now, but I'd like to think that um, you know, there's obviously going to be clinics. There's, there's these compassionate use clinics that are um, already kind of popping up and Oregon is, is somewhat close to, um, to, you know, creating the framework for that. And I mean, I think that we're going to like see a, a shit ton of healing and, and people getting off of SSRIs and, um, and, and using these, these, whether it's natural or full fungal forms of medicines that have little to no side effects, you know, um, and people will be healing and hopefully expanding their consciousness and, and, and being more connected. And I think, you know, touch upon what we're seeing in this world, there's such a disconnect and there's so much trauma and people are so angry and what psilocybin can do for you as long with cannabis is just make you happy, you know? Um, it so. really is so, and you know, this is anecdotal for me, this is personal experience stuff, but it, it's, it's so, it's so wonderful. And I'm not, and I've talked about this for years and years. If anyone used to listen to me, like I'm not the biggest cannabis guy. I, I do like a glass of wine or two, you know, most nights is the truth. 
Um, but when it comes to psilocybin and, 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 and you know, microdosing, I've even microdosed the truffle. It, it's, 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 it's like the best I've ever been. That's the only way I, I don't, I, I just don't yeah. know how else to explain it. It was just the best. When I was in the, I was in the Netherlands in that week. It was just the best I've ever been. I, I, you know, and I was away from the kids screaming for a week. So maybe that helped. <laughs> that does help. Yeah, you're not on edge and uh, always worrying about them. But what? So, so the truffle. Um, uh, if you don't mind me, me asking, um, was that? Have you microdosed like um, you know uh, different strains of psilocybin as well, or or is it just the truffle? And are they different at all? It was the Mexicana strain that I okay. did, yeah. and it, it was it was you know. It was just, it was, I was just taking pieces. That's all okay. I was doing just because I don't want, I didn't, I, I was there doing business and stuff, but right. I just felt so connected living in the moment, which I don't do well. I'm a pretty anxious cat actually. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm, I mean, I do, I have my moments where, where I'm pretty calm and good and focused, but you know, in the whole of it, I'm not. And, yeah. and I felt like I was like, it was a consistency that I liked that was there with me. And that was the, the thing. Again, it was just like, I felt confident. I felt calm, uh, which rarely kind of happened together for me. If I'm feeling confident, it's like fake confidence. It's not, you know, mm. like I'm kind of, and, and it just, and then connect it back to the, there's something about letting go. And, and this is the thing that obviously I was reading about, but letting go and, and being true to you. It's, it's so interesting. You don't care about what the judgment is of, of, from other people, but also I didn't care what, even what the judgment was from me because I can be my hardest critic. Mm -hmm. And it was really neat to let go of that right. own, you know, and, and you know, I've had some stuff in my, in my day, not, nothing like you've disclosed is the truth, but it was nice for me not to beat myself Yeah, but there's still there's shit too. You know what human I mean? Human issues. Yeah. Yeah, man. Human issues. And I think we're all hard on ourselves, right? We all have that internal voice that always, that usually for me, it was super negative, um, super, super negative and always calling myself a loser and hypercritical. And, and that's just the life I grew up in, you know, and to your point, I think the reason you felt so good and the reason people feel so good when they take this medicine is because it helps them stay in the moment. So they feel more connected to themselves. If, like that's number one that you have to do. You have to create this relationship with yourself. So you're able to recognize signs and symptoms of when you're kind of going off the rail and then come back. And then if you're more connected to yourself, you're more loving to yourself, then you can love other people. And that, that was a huge shift in me a year ago. And it didn't happen right away. I took this hero dose and then it was three months in I remember, I'll never forget this. I, I drove up to my plants in the golf cart. I planted 750 plants for the first time. No idea what I was doing, just, but I'm coachable and I listened and, and it was going really well. And they were like two or three feet high. And I'm like, this voice said, oh man, good job. I'm like, what the fuck was that? Who was that? You know, I've never said that to myself. Huh. Not even know? after, not even, never after two Stanley cups. not even after two Stanley Cups. Sorry. Not even after no, two Stanley No, no, man. After the two cups, it's like, no, it was always like, oh, you only played four playoff games. You're, you're a loser. Like you, you weren't even, you weren't really a part of it, you know? And, but like, I can look back on it now and I can see me just like being in that room and playing the playlist and being one of 25 guys in the world that won. You're damn right. I was a part of it. Right. So it's like, it allows you to zoom out and be the observer and then start reconciling some of these things that, that have happened in this hockey world to me and, and really start reconciling, like just making sure that 
I don't pass my shit on to my kids. That's like, that was my number one thing. It's like, I got to get healthy because my kids are seeing me in a really bad way. And I just don't want them to think that that's how they need to move through life, you know? And so now I've got like this second chance and, and it's, it's, it's amazing, man. It, it really is. It's a breath of fresh air. Dan, you've been very outspoken about your disdain with the NHL to not take what this repeated punishment, head punishment in the league and what it still, you know, really does promote. I mean, there's no hockey now, but it'll be back. Um, yeah. And, and I mean, is there any way that you can get through to them without, without necessarily, like, is there any way you can get them to, to listen and then listen about what some of the things that you've done to help others and actually be involved in that? No, I don't want to be involved in that, you know? So, like, here's my thing. And a lot of people think that I want to go back to it, right? And they think that I want them to, like, listen to me. Who the fuck am I? They won't even listen to Eric Lindros, okay? All right? So when you see that, they won't listen to Akeem Alou. They won't listen to Evander Kane with this racism. They won't, they won't make these changes. They refuse to. And I saw that a long time ago. And so I just tell it like it is. And I tell the truth. And honestly, since, since finding psilocybin and kind of moving away from like the repetitive, everybody knows that hits to the head are, are bad and that the league is lying to them. Um, and so now what I do is I just, I kind of, I just leave them alone and I worry about litigation. There's a lot of litigation coming. That is how we're going to change things. When they hurt enough, when they lose multi-million dollars to some of these cases, that's when they're going to change and they'll be forced to change. And they won't change until that happens because if they do, it'll be an admission of guilt. Right. So, hey, baby, my little one's here. Awesome. Um, mine just went to bed. Oh, my God. Yeah. Hi. Say hi. Say hi. What's, what's her name? It's Scarlett. Scarlett. Dude. It's my youngest. Dan, I didn't. My daughter's yeah. name is Scarlett. Nice. Great. Eight Two months. Teeth. She's eight months old. How old's yours? <laughs> she's a year and a half. That's crazy. That just gave me some weird chills, man. That's crazy. She's the best. Yeah, that's a God wink. I call those God winks. Uh, that means that we're in the right place at the right time right now talking to each other, you know? Um, but yeah, no, it's, um, that's not my mission at all, right? And people get it like, you know, a little confused. And some people actually, it's so funny we're having this conversation. A guy that we were sitting by the fire last night, and he's like, and he plays in the league and he came over and he's like, do you want to burn everything down? And I was like, I don't know. Maybe, you know, and, and maybe, maybe it takes that. Maybe it takes that. Maybe I have to burn things down. So then, so then the next generation doesn't get hurt. Like, like we've been, um, and, and numerous guys have passed away and, and then there's new leadership that comes in, you know, and they're, they have to do it the right way, man. Because like, for example, Steve Monitor's case, he had 19 concussions. He got, he got cleared for his 16th, 17th, 18th, and 19th concussion in 12 weeks with the Blackhawks. And they know this because they share medical records. There's no way they're going to win that case. And so if we could get like a 50 or $100 million settlement, then what can happen is they're going to be like, whoa, we, we need to change. We really, really need to change, you know, because we can't afford that. The league can't afford that. There's tons of escrow and especially with what's just happened with COVID. And so, 
you know, it's, um, but I don't put my energy there anymore because lawyers are working on that. Okay. And, um, and then I'm just a, a critical witness, you know, but you know, stuff that like, stuff that makes me upset is when, is when, you know, you admit to something online and then people just attack you and throw stuff out and, and try to defame you, um, in an effort and really because they work for the league, you know, and they're getting fed this information and, um, but it's going to be a journey, you know, that's another like two or three year journey. This stuff is, is a little bit down the road, you know, are you, are you, because you're, you're coping so well and, and you've changed your life since, since that mm. zero dose a year, like it's unreal. That's the other thing that's unreal. I think, thank you for giving like, cause this, this will be out tomorrow on the year. Like it's all these, you're, you're gone. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah. And, and I'm planting tomorrow, uh, all like, well, hopefully at least half of my hemp, at least around 2000, 2000 females. So yeah, it's, it's a cool date. Yeah. It's a great sure. day. But yeah. uh, it, 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 are, does it cause anxiety is what I'm getting at that you're voicing these opinions, these strong opinions that you're going against. I remember watching the movie, even the Will Smith movie, um, mm. you know, when they dealt with, 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 with CTE and, and I'm, I'll never forget the line in the promo anyway, which was like, how can you win against an organization that wins a day of the week? And again, it's like, I don't know. I don't think I'm trying to win anything, right? Like literally, man, I'm just giving parents and current players the information that the league refuses to give them, you know? And it's that simple. It's that cut and dry. I'm not out for, for anything really. I mean, like, you know, and even on like the mental health side, you know, it's just, I just tell my story. I'm a guy. I don't wear Malabeads. I don't call myself a biohacker. I don't call myself an energy worker or a healer. I'm just a guy who tells his story. I've, I've dealt with a lot of trauma and I've gotten on the other side of it. And I think that my story can help. And, and that's it. And, um, and if you're searching for that, then people will find me, you know, um, but I'm going to keep telling it because it is therapeutic. You know, it's really therapeutic to just tell the truth all the time. It's you know? amazing to talk your, your way through life being honest. It really is. It, it, it's it's yeah. cathartic for sure. And um, more people should do it. Do you, do you, and I won't dwell on the NHL stuff, man. I really won't. But do you, do you have, do you have good, like, do you have good memories from there? Good time? Like, I mean, the, like, even of course the party I do. stuff and like, like, was it, imagine, <laughs> like, you're fucking rock stars, right? Like you're, you know, I'm a Canadian kid, Yeah. you know, couldn't even make my high school team, but um <laughs> And I, I, was, I said, I thought I was good too, which was hilarious. But I mean, like you think yeah. you always live vicariously through some of your heroes and you were a big, you know, you were a big personality I mean, you were a very memorable yeah. guy for what you did in that league. Did you, did, was there some moments of like, wow, this is, that's the fucking best. Yeah, man. There was definitely moments where, you know, in my career, it was, it's a great, I mean, I say it's a great life. It's tough, you know, like um, I go back and forth with it. I had a lot of fun, obviously. It was, um, but it, like to a, a detriment, a detriment to myself and the relationships around me. Um, I still have a lot of my friends. I wouldn't have met my wife. I wouldn't have three beautiful kids. Um, I wouldn't have the platform I had, even though I earned that. The NHL didn't give that to me. I fucking earned it. And, and so, you know, yes, like, I have to be grateful for the fucking sexual abuse that I endured for the physical abuse that I endured as a minor. I have to be grateful for everything for the TBI stuff. I don't know what's going to happen in the future. I don't know if I'm going to have a neurodegenerative disease or not, but I, what I do know is like, I'm going to do everything in my power to, to take medicine that 
um, where, where I'm not, you know, I, I'm staving it off. It's preventative, you know, and that's where like lion's mane comes in and psilocybin and, and all this other medication that, that is freely available. That isn't a, a schedule one. If you can do the research, you can be proactive. And again, and then it goes back to alcohol intake, watch your sugars, um, intermittent fasting, you know? And so I mean, it's a crazy life that I've lived and I, I feel like this is take two, you know, um, and, and I wouldn't have take two and I wouldn't have, I wouldn't be able to speak like this if I didn't go through all that stuff. So I am grateful? grateful for it. Is, yeah. Yeah, it's, man. It's, Cause yeah. it's so interesting. I, I'm having even trouble grasping, digesting that, how you could say that, but <laughs> it, it's, it, I guess what and, you're saying is you wouldn't, you wouldn't be who you are today and, and you must feel and rightly so, you know, and I hope this isn't like a, like, I hope you're not humbled by this because you, your message is so, it honestly, it is so powerful because you help. I've, I've lived a pretty privileged life, man. I've honestly had a lot of good luck on my side. I don't know why I married up and just also <laughs> so like a lot of things but, and my kids are healthy and you know, like, you know, yeah. like weather the COVID storm financially, little things, honestly, like all these things that, good. you know, I think of the 33 year old auto mechanic, like what's he going through right now? He wants to get back to work and provide for his kids. And so, you know, yeah. I, I think I always try to put my mind in the perspective of others who are really having difficulty right now. Um, and I think how lucky and grateful I am, but to hear you say grateful and, and have some of this terrible stuff, it, it's made you who you are today, which is making, like, you're making a difference. You're inspiring people. Do you hear from people? Do they reach out and thank you? Yeah, man. Yeah, a lot of people do. Um, and I do a lot of things behind the scenes. Like, you know, one of my mottos is, um, you know, help somebody without being found out. You don't need to, you don't need to always screenshot the messages. You don't need to do that shit. Um, you know, and you just, you just help, you just move through. And yeah, man, I get, there's hundreds of messages, you know, and sometimes when I'm down, I'll go look at them just to, just to try to remind myself. Um, because you know, you, you play tricks on yourself, right? Sometimes and, and life still happens. There's stressors and stuff, but I mean, can I say that I cured my anxiety and depression? Yeah, I mean, I think I think I did, you know, and and I think if I keep moving down this path, I know I'm just going to keep getting stronger. And and there's this thing of um, Mike Hart used on my podcast of post traumatic growth. There's been a lot of like uh, post post traumatic stress, um, but now it's just all growth, you know. And uh, and there's been so much damage that I think if I keep on this path, I'm just going to keep feeling better and better and creating these new pathways and being more creative and meeting people like you and talking to people like you and other interesting people. And then, and then hopefully continuing to help people, you know, with this story and then alternative medicines, you know, and, and it's not alternative medicines, it's original medicine, you know, cause it dates back to indigenous tribes. And you hear people all the time talk about this psilocybin as a technology. The reason they say it's a technology is because indigenous tribes have used it in certain set and settings with drumming and with chanting and they've dialed it in and it is a technology, you know, and so, and it can be used. It can be used for, for, for some really amazing things and you can turn your life around with it. You, you mentioned how you turned your life around the hero dose the, a year to the day. Um, can you take us through, if you don't mind, I don't want to rehash anything bad, but what, what you were going through and then, and then that sort of almost, I think instant kind of difference, <clears throat> what, what was enlightening experience and eye opening for you? 
Yeah. So, um, you know, I was four years into this uh, brain research journey and trying to regain my brain health, going to a bunch of concussion clinics, $200,000 down the drain. And then what happened was um, uh, in, in like kind of mid-May, um, I took a, another QEEG at one of these clinics and it was all red. And so nothing had changed. And then I did some blood work and that was way off and nothing had changed. And they kept telling me the same stuff, do the same things, and you're going to get better. I couldn't keep going five days a week. I couldn't keep spending that money. And so that really spiraled some of my symptoms like anxiety and depression, ultimately into suicidal ideation. And for like, you know, 15 days, I was, I was, I was suicidal. And I was thinking about um, having these really cryptic thoughts about killing myself because um, when the hopelessness creeps in, you think you're a burden to your family again, right? Like I honestly thought like, man, my wife hates me. My, my, my in-laws hate me. Like everybody thinks I'm crazy. My wife's friends. Um, and I, maybe I'm just better off not being here, you know, especially if I can't get better. And I've tried mox acupuncture, self deprivation tanks, like functional neurology, you know, changing my diet, a ton of stuff. And, and luckily I had this trip plan. Um, and, and I was going to a farm to learn about CBD genetics. And, you know, what happened there was it kind of got sprung on me. Um, and, and I was like, well, um, at that point, I didn't know any of the science. Right? And I was just like, okay, well, you know, yeah, I've, I've done this at a kegger every summer, you know, yeah, <laughs> sure, let's do it. And they're like, ah, it's a little bit different. And, um, <laughs> and, and for 90 minutes, it showed you, like, you know, this medicine has the innate ability to show you everything that is wrong. Right. And really just boom, it's right there. Can't move from it. Um, and, and so you have to work through it. But what happens is you work through it, right. With somebody there who's a guide who, um, is, who's experienced. And, and I set a, a set intention of why I was doing this. Right. I wanted to, purpose. that's so important. Purpose. purpose. Yeah. Purpose. And my purpose, I was so lost because I just walked away from a really great job at the Blackhawks practice facility. I owned a gym and I did that because I just learned too much about Steve Monitor and all this brain trauma. And I was just like, you know what? I can't even look some of these people in the face. So I had to critical for you. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and so my moral compass just wouldn't allow me. And so, um, I walked away from that and then, and then, you know, but I was still sick and I was still hurting. Um, and, Someone's trying to get in the no worries. One of my kids. Um, and so, um, what's up, baby? What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, drink. Um, so, um, yeah. So I, um, I, I went to this. I went to this farm. Um, I, w- I was in an extremely. I was in a bad way, and. Um, and it just, it just, I woke up the next day. I remember waking up and I just, I felt, I felt different, you know? And, and during that, those first 90 minutes, um, it just showed me, like I was searching for a new purpose because I just basically threw my whole life away. Right. I mean, I had a comfortable life, dude. I was making 200 grand signing autographs, <laughs> bringing my old Stanley cup rings there and like showing people <laughs> like, man, if I was still doing that, I'd probably still be, you know, some type of just miserable addict you know because it just wasn't me and i just i i you know it's cool that i did that and and but i don't feel the need to like 
to to rest my 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 laurels on that for the rest of my life. And so there's more to you um, than showing off your old rings. Like, and yeah, that's not part of this second stage of life for you. That's not. Me. Yeah, I wanted to reinvent myself. Yes. And then, and then this medicine, you know, you take this medicine and it gives you a chance to do that. Sort of interrupt. What did you take? That, what did you take that night? Uh, just to uh, five grams. Context. Five grams. Yeah, five grams. Yeah. And then um, it's funny because I was searching, needed a new purpose, and and I was stuck in a loop because I was on a farm that I didn't really know. Right. This, the, you know, I didn't know too many people there. Um, and I was lost and this medicine was showing me, man, like that you are lost. And then, I, and then there was this hand of this guide who was on my shoulder and it felt really, really warm and just like kind of guiding me and grounding. And then I finally accepted, I surrendered. I'm a big, I was a big control guy, need to control everything. Um, and that's really stressful in itself. And then I woke up the next day and then I started popping seeds and stuff, learning how to germinate and, and the whole process. And I just felt, I don't know, different. I felt good. You know, I felt like something had happened. I didn't exactly know what, I didn't have to pinpoint what it was. And then I came home and I actually wanted to talk to my wife. Um, I wanted to communicate. I wanted to be around my kids and all the loud noises. And like, I started seeing them in a different light. Dude, and it's then, like they're always on mushrooms, by the way. Like when you see Yeah, it, man, they're so placid and creative. And yeah. I, I remember like I remember coming home and seeing them and playing with them and then crying because <laughs> I was like, man, I just lost like three, three and a half years of my son's life, you know, and like six months of my of my daughter's life and and I because I was so sick and in my own head. And um but now, you know, you get that time back now and there's always time to, to, to reconnect and it just changed everything. And, um, and then I started farming and it's super stressful. I started doing these things. I started doing these things that were, you know, out of the norm for me because I didn't like the unknown, you know, I liked to control, but I was still doing them. And it was like, like, and I was just operating. So what I tell people is, um, as you know, it's in, in the intuition, in the present moment, then anxiety, which is usually in the future, you're too far in the future thinking about things that can go ahead bad. of yourself. Yes. Yeah. It was gone. And then depression, um, was in the past, like thinking about all that past trauma and, um, that was all gone. I was in the present moment. So those things dissipated, you know, and, uh, and then I continued to microdose and I took, um, uh, I take uh, three pills of, of CBD with six medicinal mushroom blend, which is the lion's mane, the reishi, the cordyceps. Um, and, and then I tested six months later to confirm how I felt and everything, everything was better, you know, and, um, and I'm going to take my blood work. Scientifically, yeah. things were better. And, that was, the, yeah, and, and really that was the big change in your life. Yeah. If people go on my Instagram, they can see I posted it a couple of times, my EEG. Um, from when I started to before the trip to six months and then I'll post another one here um, uh, once the clinic opens and I can actually do one um, and uh, yeah man like that's like a visual that you can see red red brain everywhere totally clear no abnormalities no abnormality and I didn't do no functional neurology I didn't do any eye tests I didn't do any of that shit that these people were telling me to do I turned to medicine I turned to medicine and this medicine stimulated the regions of my brain that are shut down due to trauma and, and helped recover my, not only my brain health, but my quality of life. 
you know. Uh, it is that is the most and and I listen, I'm not new to this story, so you know, for me it's like I already know it, but it's still it's so remarkable always hearing about this and um this is what we want science to prove out on a bigger level. Like we want, you know, we're seeing some of these FDA, you know, studies now going through and we're seeing some great research and I'm so excited for these stories of personal use and anecdotal use coupled with now, you know, money coming in to go like, there's gotta be change. Let's like that. We know from big pharma to what's going on with human beings and I and and with sports leagues, except there just there does there has to be change. We have to take care mm. of people better, and we have to take care of people's yeah. heads better. And we have to take care of people's day to day better. And there's yeah. there's just and 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 we have to do it in a way like you know I'm still a capitalist. So I don't want to lie. Like I still want to I want to make money. I, I I do. I don't. I like you have I, to I, feed I, your family for sure. I, yeah. I, I want them to have the life. Listen, I'm I was lucky. I was lower to middle class. I, but we never. You know, we're not. We're not. I'm a flip flop. You know, ball cap wearing guy. I want my kids yeah. to always grow up like that. But you know, I want them to have security. And I. But what I want is them to have safety. More importantly, because money. If you're not money, can't buy. It's true. It's all this expression in the book. It doesn't buy you happiness. And, mm-hmm. and, but what money can do hopefully is elevate and, and, and take these stories, what you're telling, prove them out on way bigger levels. Is that like, do you hope that happens as well? Like that, you know what I mean? You know yeah. what I mean? That, that, and I keep going back to the advocates, the pioneers and everybody. Well, I think what I'm trying to say, and maybe I'm lost for words, but I want everyone to work together because that's the point mm-hmm. of this drug. Yeah. Yeah. It's connectiveness. You know, it's like, well, like you think Kevin O'Leary has taken it (laughs) with mind med, you know, like it's interesting. Yeah. This was because, man, I have 10 decks in my email that all these companies want me to come on board. Right. And, uh, and the first question I asked was, well, how often do you work with the medicine? You know, because then, you know, it's like kind of like a little buffer, you know, it's a, um, it just, and, and it's, you know, because I'm on the decrim nature side, I, I'm like really hesitant to, to, to like do anything yet on the business side, but like between me and you, yeah, the formulation that I've been on, it's getting studied, you yeah. know? Um, yeah. and, um, you know, and, and, you know, that's like, it's still a ways down the road, but I think like the reason I, I care so much about decrim with regulatory framework policy, as soon as you decrim, you can grow as much as you want, yeah. gift it or gather it and then yeah. gift it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Um, so, and that's like, and the education and the awareness, that's like the special sauce of how you, how you get this medicine into these, into other communities that have been traumatized. I, but I, you know, um, and hold on. Yeah. I've got, um, I've got like 10 seconds um, okay. or 10 seconds, 10%. Oh, we got to run. Um, oh, sure. no, 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 maybe, no, 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 no. I'm going to go plug my, um, I'm going to go plug this into my truck. So I'm just going to walk with you. Okay. That's cool. I, I'm going to, I want to get a better right. lighting in my area. So I'm going to walk with you. I've been, okay. I've been like, lighting the whole time. I'm trying to figure good lighting here. Um, you got good lighting. Is it good lighting? Good. I like that mic. Yeah. yeah. You know what? These, like these mics mic. are awesome, dude. You 300 bucks, I think. And they give you like audio quality. Yeah. It plugs USB right in the computer. Um, oh yeah. Sure. It's so crazy. What, what, what text. What kind is it? It's called a roadcaster. Um, oh yeah, yeah, the roadcaster, yeah, yeah, R O D E, and and uh, 
it, it goes with my decorum too. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody leave. No, no. Oh. oh, okay. Dan, how big? Perfect is your timing because I got a. Uh, it's fifteen acres. That's yeah. So I can move my truck, man. baby. Uh, and your kids are how old? Are they? Uh, this is this is Layla. Say hi. Hi. Who is that? What's up, dude? Todd. How old are you, man? Drive safe. How old are you, Wolfie? Five. Oh man, I gotta stand it. Crazy. Uh, other than I, I was gonna say, other than me not having any athletic uh, athletic ability whatsoever, uh, I got the five year. My boy's five in a couple of months, and my yeah. my daughter, the same name, Scarlett, is about eight months. But like this, I got to tell you because you said it earlier, and it, and it made me emotional. Um, when you when you connect with okay, your, look out, baby. When you, when you connect with your kids better, like to me, there's no greater asset in in the, in this world. Like and and I'm not always the like the best at doing that, and especially when I'm busy and stressed and all over the place, but. I can tell you that it, 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 that to me is, is, is you know, so wrong with this world. And I think so much of what's wrong with this world is parents not connecting with their kids as well. Um, and I think that that is also something that within future generations of, 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 you know, maybe drugs like this, allowing that for parents to connect with their kids that you're going to see even just better raised children um, because of the relationships they have with their parents. And, and and that will help. That will help the world too. And I, I don't want to say that every yeah. kid that doesn't connect with their parents turns out to be a shit disturber. But I do think with good parents and good sounding boards and laughs and 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 living in the moment and being there for them, I I I got to think that that will help future generations. I really do. Yeah, I mean, man, like it's definitely made me a better parent, like one hundred percent. You know, um, and it's made me more patient, more understanding. It's made me more playful. Um, I mean, it's it's literally changed everything. And then again, to that observer, if you're in the moment, you can see like, man, kids, it is not easy being a parent, right? I have three <laughs> under the age of five. And um, man, these kids are like a mirror, you know, into your soul. And, and um, sometimes my son will do things that I used to do where it, and it triggers me, you know, yeah, because wow. of my old behavior. And so like, I have to, I have to then, you know, he's not a bad kid. It's just, that's on me, you know, and I showed him that. And so, um, what, what I have to do is like, basically talk to myself and say, no, no, man, like, you know, this is like, it's another test, you know? And so, and so what are you going to do? Are you going to react emotionally? Like you, like I used to do as car bomb. Or are you going to take a breath and, and just, and gear down and, and talk to him. Right. And not, and not do this stuff that like this hockey community does where it's like just these traumatized coaches, just yelling, like yelling, sorry about the beeping, oh, yelling no about, about, you know, um, yelling at like five or six year olds because they were traumatized and that's how they learn. So they don't want to learn a new way. And that's just the way it is, you know, and, and that's what we need to move away from. Um, and that's why, like, I really do love, I say love, like I really am fortunate that all that trauma happens to me um, because 
I like, I'm not going to pass that on to my kids, man. You know, and my kids have a better shot now of growing up and, and hopefully having less addiction issues and, and less relationship issues and more connected, more sensitive and, and just overall better people, you know? Yeah, I, I do know, and, and listen, I'm guilty, at, especially my boy, at like kind of snapping and yelling, like, what the, you know, like, what, what, what are you doing? You know, like, yeah, and, and, and I'm not, and I'm not perfect for no. sure. It still happens, right? But I None watch, of us are perfect. yeah, but you know, I watch my wife actually be this sort of calm, sort of calmer way of dealing with him. And, and, and what's wild is, and I think this is important for parents because it's something I'm learning. It's taken me a few years to learn this as a parent, but it's unreal how smart they are. Like, like it's yeah. almost as if when we were kids, like they didn't give you credit for being smart or understanding or figuring, figuring things out. Of course, your emotions, you know, can change at any given moment because you're young. You need some guidance with that. But it, it's wild that when you sit and actually have the patience to be rational with them, how they pick up on that. And, and they understand. I, they understand. Young, it. young age, man. Yeah. Uh, They're and, sponges, right? Oh, like it's crazy, man. It's you know, crazy. I, I got to You know, and I don't want to make this like a a political, you know, show or podcast necessarily. But you know, it was so interesting. I got so emotional this morning. My kid was wrestling with me, and and he threw like this beanbag chair over me, and I was pretended. I pretended that like you know I I couldn't get out of it. Obviously, I could just, you know, pick them up, you know, and, and <laughs> within, but within literally 15 seconds, he says, because I was quiet, I was simply quiet. And he goes, Daddy, okay, can you breathe? And, and when he asked me that question, it made me think of this terribleness that's going on in the world right now. And it was like, that's like, I don't know. I don't, you know, I don't, I, I hope it doesn't offend anyone that I'm relating this to what happened with, with George Floyd. But, you know, the fact that, you can have a four-year-old who's conscious enough to ask you when he doesn't sort of, you don't respond in even 15 seconds to say, can you breathe? It made me think how, how much, how much grosser it's already the grossest thing in the world, but it's even grosser that I had a four-year-old be conscious of it and not this pig headed piece of shit. Not, you know, like of over nine yeah. minutes. And, and you know, you, you start to think about, about, you know, not to try and tie everything back into psilocybin and, 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 and trying to make a difference in this world, but like, man, if you can get people in touch with themselves and in touch with their trauma, because obviously that guy had some, that cop had some trauma in his life to think that way. Um, yeah. It, it'll just, it, you know, I hope, I'm not trying to segue everything on purpose here, but it was just a thought that popped in my head, but man, it, it will help. If it helps individually within then it's going to help your reactions without. And, and that's what I'm, I'm so hoping we can prove out. Yeah. And you know, like what happened there is it's systemic, right? And it goes back hundreds of years, um, hundreds of years uh, of, of this oppression. And what you're seeing right now is just people are so fed up, you know, and, and, and that community, the, the African-American community is, is fed up and it's unfortunate to see the, the violence, um, yeah. because, you know, like MLK said, you don't fight hate with hate, you know? Um, but it's so, I understand, you know, or I, or I think I understand. Um, but like just looking at the past two weeks here in America with what's happened, it's, I mean, 
it's unfathomable, you know, and then you have this person who's supposed to be in a position of leadership who, who doesn't lead, you know, and, and doesn't guide this nation and really it almost um, stokes the fire, you know, rather than trying to put it out. And then, and then you get what we have here in Chicago at the national guard and Humvees in, yes. in the loop and, um, every single store smashed in and, and, uh, last night was, was crazy, you know, and, and then now they're, you know, again, they're in the suburbs. And so what you, what you have to do is, you know, what I believe is like, I feel comfortable enough to know that they're after, um, you know, they're after, you know, it sucks to say they're after law enforcement and they're after these, these big corporations, you know, they're just, um, it, everybody's fed up. And so, to your point, can psilocybin help? I mean, absolutely. Should it be a prerequisite if you're going to get into politics? Maybe, <laughs> you know. But another thing like Robin Williams said is like these politicians should wear um, who they accept money from on their suits, you know. Mm -hmm. And so everybody knows, you know. Yeah, it's like um, a NASCAR driver, and, right? <laughs> yeah, it, it's, uh, you know, like what's happening is, all of, all of this stuff has been going on for hundreds of years. We're just seeing it now because of social media and people are more educated and they're just not going to stand for it, you know? And, um, I mean, you know, how do billionaires add 434 billion to their net worth during a global pandemic? How does that happen? Yeah, I, and I didn't you know, know that number. It's, it's crazy, man. Yeah. And, and, and it's, I've it's been... nuts. This, this, it's nuts, man. It's nuts. Well, the, 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 you know, you, you said Robin Williams and sort of another comedian popped in my head when he, when he said his name. And I, I thought of Chris Rock and an old joke he had, which was, you know, the excuse that, I, I, yeah, you know, it's just a bad apple. I won't try to do the joke exactly. I'll paraphrase it. But, you know, you, that, that, you know there's a bad apple on the force. Like, you know, there's just a couple of bad apples that, that do that stuff. And his joke was like, you don't say that in under, other industries. You don't, you don't just say that on America Airlines, there was a bad apple. Like, you know, we had one bad pilot. He flew Jeez, through a mountain. You, know? um, yeah. you can't, yeah. any, you just, you can't have any bad apples. Let's you know. No, it's, it's, it goes back to though, to like, I mean, why I love that medicine is because we're all responsible and, and we're responsible for our own actions, you know, and, and what, what that medicine can do is, is just put you more in touch with yourself and make you realize how your actions, um, there's, there's consequences for every single action, you know, that you, and it just seems like here in this country that I live in now, um, you know, people just act without thinking, you know, and, and, Selfishly. and it's not it's very selfish. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's very, yeah, it's, um, it is what it is, I guess, you know, that's like the world that we've created. Um, and so, but hopefully it seems like there's like this, 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 I don't know, man, like a, I don't want to call it like a great divide or, or like some type of, some type of like chink in the armor right now, but you can feel it, man. It's like palpable. Like there's so many people that are upset rather than people that are happy, you know, and, uh, you know, so I don't know what's, what's going to happen moving forward, but, um, about a year ago, yeah. I moved from a house in Toronto into a condo. Um, and, and I'm not there now I, I'm, I'm in the country now, but we, and I, and I did that because I said, you know, I envision the stuff. I told my wife, I go like, I'd rather be high up 
and kind of away. And like, I even envision at some point condo stuff and having like almost arm, you know, if you have like your, your, you get your, uh, what are they called? Uh, your, your security or not security, like, um, the, the concierge and stuff, but right. like actual like arm security, because I sense that like, there's, there's gotta be, there's gotta be this divide is too terrible right now. And it's not, it is not fair. Um, and, you know, the capitalism me says you can work hard to attain things. You can work very, very hard. If you do focus, have a plan uh, and work hard and, and some cards are dealt better than others. And sometimes luck or timing helps people when maybe it didn't help you. But, you know, hard work is, is part of the answer, but it's not the only answer, obviously. And um, No, it, especially it, not for those communities, you know, especially oh, without not for a the doubt. African-American community and, the, and, and, you know, Hispanics um, traditionally you know, as far as marijuana goes and, and how many people are incarcerated for nonviolent crimes. And then, you know, these, the mushrooms that have been, you know, these psychedelics that, that have been demonized and people are in jail for that. Like this, the whole war on drugs, like I laugh about it, right? Because with decriminalized nature, I've been able to delve into it. And the Nixon administration, they didn't need science when they, when they criminalized all of these drugs right? When they created this war on drugs, but well, we have to show hundreds and hundreds of studies to get them decriminalized, Insane. you know, and Insane. yeah, it, but it was a tool. It was a tool to keep certain communities oppressed and keep them where, where they kind of, where they grew up and make it so much harder for them. And that's where the white privilege thing comes in, right? When you get pulled over by a cop, you know, you don't have to worry about being shot. You know, you don't have to worry that that yeah. that something bad's going to happen, and your and and your wife has to film it just to make sure that something bad doesn't happen. Dude. You know, so that's where that's where that white privilege and and I mean, um, you know, it's changing. Uh, as far as you know, hopefully, I say it's changing. I mean, you know, usually after and this isn't they're not riots, right? These are these are protests. They're happening for a reason, um, and and usually there's almost always there's there's change that follows you know yeah uh, yeah well you'd hope i mean this administration you never know but it, <laughs> well come november hopefully <laughs> you know? um it's it's uh, it's it's uh <laughs> i'm just i'm saddened for for i don't watch the news so i actually don't really i go through twitter and that's where i'll get my information from um oh, and it was and, on fire last night oh man and i just i i feel blessed i feel privileged and and i i just hope somehow some way this world can change and maybe it can't and maybe it's always been this way and like you said social media has just exposed it for what it is but um we got to figure this out right like people got to figure this out everyone's got to look in yeah. within first you got to start small you you got to look at yourself how can i change and then it's got to how can we change our family and then their family goes, how can we change the community we're in? And the community hopefully goes, how can we, you know, change the bigger one? And, and that's, that's really what I believe it's got it. it I, cause I don't think it's going to start from the powers that be. They've, 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 they've been protecting something for a long time. I don't know what it is, but. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, to your point too, you know, heal, you heal yourself. You're able to heal your family. Like my, my family has seen the dramatic change in me. And a lot of them are on the same medicine I'm on now. Um, and then you can heal your community, you know, yeah. and then that's really where, it, where it, that's like, that's the special sauce. You know, you just, that's the thing that I wasn't doing before. Like I wasn't able to show it, you know, I was still trying to advocate my best and do my best, but people couldn't actually see it 
now they can see it, you know? And so now you, you have, um, people that are willing, you know, people that are willing to take, take this medicine because they've seen such a dramatic shift in me in 365 days, you know? That's unbelievable, man. I, I know it's yeah. like, we've been, we've been doing this for a while and you're, just, you're sitting in your truck, but, um, th- this is like your story. Um, and, you know, and, and I, and I, I, I've followed you for a long time in the NHL being a hockey nut and, and, and you were, you know, you were a hockey nut. <laughs> um, oh yeah. Psycho. And, but, but I mean, and that was, that's what, that's what, you know, guys like me loved. That's, you know, that's the truth. Yeah. And you know, I'm, I go oh, yeah. back and forth with many things. You know, I hope there's comp like, and I use that word compromise. Like there has to be compromise. Um, with, with, yeah. I mean, I'm talking to just like in, with, with this drug industry, with, with, you know, with, right. with government versus, you know, what's going on, right? Like if we don't find compromise, um, and, and connectivity and, you know, it's so fucked, man, because when COVID first came for a moment there, we were all kind of like, you know what? We're all the same. We're all at risk when it was really, when really people were really concerned, right? It, yeah. it, we all felt there were vulnerabilities and, and we all kind of had to connect differently through these zoom type of, you know, weird, you know, I worry for my children. Is this the way they think communication is supposed to be and not hug their <laughs> grandmother and stuff? Like I kind of worry about that stuff, but um, right. you know, for, for a second there, we actually, and Madonna said it, and, you know, and I, I don't know if it, she was well-received or not, but it was like the great equalizer. And, and I sort of was thinking very similar terms. Um, and, and clearly there's no equalizing right now, but there, 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 we have to f- figure out a way. And this psilocybin, the more we learn about it, that to me, honest to goodness is the great equalizer from my personal experience. And I, and that's why I'm so, so pushing hard for it with working capital now. And I don't, I don't want to sound like a capitalist corporate greedy pig because I'm not a bay, I'm not a, I'm not a finance guy. I barely understand the stuff. I shouldn't say that as a CEO, but um, it, 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 it has to be proven out because there's too much anecdotal research and too many people who talk about this way too positively for it not to take everyone's brain into some sort of curious curious path right now to go we need to make sure we learn more all of us together yeah yeah i mean um you know to your point i think with that um with that virus uh that ripped through everybody was home everybody was isolated and what happens when you're isolated you're with your own mind what happens when you take psilocybin you're with your own mind and and that's where you have to be if you want to learn about like your triggers and what makes you happy, what makes you sad, what's affecting your life, how to change it. Um, that's like the special, that is the great equalizer is like, because normally what do we do? Oh, I feel bad. I'll turn on sports. Eh, there ain't no yeah. sports, buddy. What are you going to do? Oh, you're <laughs> sad now. Right. You know, and if you're, and if you're an athlete, you know, I've said it a bunch of times, if you're a hockey player, um, you know, this is what retirement looks like, you know, and if you're, and if you're fucked up right now, right. And you don't know what to do, start Mm. doing some research on yourself, start figuring out what makes you happy away from that sport, you know? Um, and really anybody, you know, start, start figuring out, like, you know, stop using these, these, these phones as distractions and picking them up in conversations when we're bored or, um, you know, there's a lot of external stimuli and what that, what that virus did was like, you know, just shut everything down, man. And you had to create a relationship with yourself. And I think that 
you know, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be suffering and there are suffering right now from depression and from mm -hmm. anxiety. Um, and, you know, I just implore them to understand what depression is and what anxiety is. You know, it's not feeling anxious. That's not what anxiety is, you know, and, and it's not feeling sad. That's not what depression is. You, you, you feel upset that you can't go see your friends. Well, then feel upset because that's a normal fucking emotion, you know. So I think we really need to start understanding ourselves so that we could start understanding these terms that are being fed to us and spoon fed to us. And then we can start understanding, you know, and recognizing signs and symptoms that are affecting our quality of life and be like, no, no, I'm going to go take some medicine or, or I'm going to change my diet because I ate like shit last night. And that's probably why I feel bad this morning. Oh, I didn't hydrate this morning. You know, like there's little things that you, you do in, in you during your day to assess how you feel. And, but again, man, it just, it always goes back to you. And when you go to bed next to your wife, you go to bed alone. So do I. And so does my wife. You all, we all go to bed with our own thoughts. So, so why not try to like create that strong, strong relationship with ourselves and create that confidence. And, and to your point, man, that's what this medicine can help us do. It doesn't do it automatically. It's not a magic pill, but it can definitely help us get there for sure. I'm really looking forward to the, to the science backing all this stuff up. And, um, and you know, you said also about, and again, to your point, um, learning about yourself, but it, it, it's a really great place to be when it, when it's, when it's like, you know, you hear this word authenticity, he's authentic there. She's you know, she's genuine. Uh, when you can feel that, um, you know, at least, you know, you don't always feel it. People front people, you know, you change a little bit depending on the, you know, you're a chameleon at times to your environment, but when, when you, when you at least feel you're, you're being a way that's natural to you, that, that, that's what happiness is. And, and, yeah, man. And then when you feel like you got nothing to lose by it, especially, um, that's yeah. like, you know, whatever. No, no shame, no shame, no guilt, no, you know, no backtracking, no anything. You're just speaking your truth. So you don't have to worry about, Oh, wait a minute. I lied last week about that. That one thing I got to keep that lie up and that just gets exhausting, you know? And I think we do that in certain situations because we want to impress people because we don't have the confidence to just speak our truth. And, you know, hopefully people can just start, you know, regaining that confidence and, and just say what they fucking mean, you know, and it'll make them a lot happier for sure. Even if people don't like it, you know, if they don't like it, then they're not supposed to be in your life. Well, listen, man, thank you, Daniel Carcillo. Uh, Dan, you're, you're, you, you, what's great about you, and, and if, if you don't follow Dan for some reason, uh, Dan, where, where can people follow you right now? What, what, what are the handles? Where, what's, what's everything? Um, yeah, so it's CarbonBoom13 on Twitter, uh, and then it's Daniel Carcillo13 uh, on Instagram, uh, Daniel Carcillo on LinkedIn. Um, I have the, on Instagram, DC Journey, the Daniel Carcillo Journey podcast. Um, launching made plant health. Um, it'll be both on Twitter and Instagram and, uh, LinkedIn as well. And, uh, and then chapter five foundation, uh, five, one C three that helps, um, athletes transition into life after the game. Uh, amazing. Follow, follow Dan. And, and the reason why especially is, is you've been so open about your own demons, but also your own sort of changes and, and uh, you know, how you were in the past. You haven't ran for 
you know, the, I think you put it in even like the demons that were with you, the things you did in the past that you're not proud of, but you've evolved from that. And I think that's the coolest type of person that you want to follow these days, not just, you know, pretending that they're perfect, showing that they weren't, but saying, we're, tr I'm trying to get better too. And, and you've done that, right. you did that with your, you know, I saw it with your bizonette beef and all this kind of stuff. And you, you were just like, listen, I was this dick, but you know, it doesn't mean I'm a dick. It means like I want to change because of that. Uh, and I, right. and that's what resonates because everyone's been a dick at some point in their life. That's what growing up is, you know, we're not perfect. Yeah. No way. No, 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 no. We're, people are perfect, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, man, it's, um, it's, it's been an interesting life. You know, I changed my life around while I was in my career at 25. I got, I got my first taste of spirituality. And, um, and then I went to the Stanley cup finals five times or four times in my last five years with, um, you know, with three different teams. So, you know, if you live, yeah, if you live the right way, your luck is a sure thing. You know, I saw you wearing that OVO hat. That's a Drake uh, song lyric. And, um, yeah, man, I, I truly believe that. And so that's, that's why I'm just, um, yeah, really, really. Really, really, really happy that um, that the science leading the way, and that this medicine is available to people um, like me. Uh, that um, and and hopefully, um, you know, if people are interested in it, then um, then they can. I always say, like, do your own research. Like, don't yes. listen to me, man. You know, like, go go do your own research, and then and then maybe you know make an educated decision of if it could help you or not. Yeah. Uh, what a great chat. I, I will, you know, it's, uh, I will do this again. And, and, you know, I think, um, I think, I think I want to work, you know, I want to, I want to figure out more of this stuff because you're such a good spokesman and, and so in touch with everything and your emotions. And, and let's be honest, you, you know, you're a Stanley cup winner and that helps drive a message. Like, I'm sorry to say like, that's, that's a great extra bit of going, wow, this is where he was and this is where he is. And, and this is saying that he's happier. Um, people, people want to learn from that because the peak of your happiness, I think people would only assume would have been that day you were hoisting a cup and it clearly <laughs> that that's not the case. And, yeah. and, and I think that no. people can take their peak moments and go, well, that doesn't have to be my peak happiness. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, you know, when I raised those cups, especially in 15, I was spiritually, mentally, physically just dead inside, man, drained. You know, um, and I just had to, to to find out, you know, or to crawl back to that person that I knew who I was before all that, before that, 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 that life, you know, um, kind of got a hold of me. But, um, but yeah, man, it's, um, you know, it's positive. It's all positive now because uh, you're just learning from it and then trying to help peeps. So, yeah, man, I appreciate the conversation and, and you inviting me on. Thanks, man. Well, listen, it's the first episode of this, of this psychedelic podcast and, and thanks to high times for, you know, they're going to help pump it out for us, uh, which is great because they have an amazing reach and it's so neat. It just happened to fall in the year anniversary of that hero. Though, so really incredible timing and um, you know, hopefully it does make change and hopefully it is some, there's someone out there listening and I'm sure they'll reach out to you thanking you because I, I can say, you know, and I can't back this up medically, but I can tell you that someone's going to listen to this and it will help them. And that's important. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, man, hopefully if it helps one person, then we've, we've done our job. Thanks, Dan. That's great. I hope to just, you know, hang out. So I want to come to the farm. I want to see what you're growing. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. Awesome. Thank you so much.
2,000 tomorrow, um, which I think we'll be able to do quite easily. Um, and then, uh, yeah, the mushroom grow, all the drawings just came back. So yeah, really exciting stuff, man, you know, and then, you know, it, that's the thing about like decrim, you know, you got to decrim and then, uh, or decriminalize and then, uh, you have this already medicinal mushroom grow and then you just fucking turn it on, man. Like, cause it's funny, all these companies are going to Jamaica. You don't need to go to fucking Jamaica to grow psilocybin, you know, <laughs> like, so yeah. Well, I want to learn more about yeah. that and, and I'll reach out, uh, you know, away from this to pick your brain on because you, you, and you should listen, you should, you should figure out how you can work with someone because you're, uh, you'll, you'll make a difference, you know, and, and that's important. Yeah. There's, um, yeah. Uh, Sybin, have you heard of them? Yep. Yep. Yeah. I have heard of Sybin. Yeah. Those guys have been, uh, I'm going to be hounding you now. I'm going to be hounding you personally. Um, yeah, man, let's, um, if you were doing, um, and then we can, we can always, yeah, we can always have a discussion. Like literally, man, I've got fucking, it's been like, I think like at least 90% of the company. I'm not, I'm not adverse to like working with people. So, um, it's just, uh, I just got to find the right fit. You know? Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Well, listen. Um, yeah, but I'd love to learn more. So let's set up another call, like away from the radio and stuff. And I'd love <laughs> to learn more about your company. For sure, man. I don't. I don't mean to be uh, pimping that out right now, but this has been great, and and it's really neat because I don't. No, uh, it's all good. Yeah, like uh, I'm normally a radio guy, but we just sat and had a kind of a cool, candid chat. I don't like you know. It was more plan the other one and this is just i think how podcasts go so thanks to high times and uh we can't wait to for everyone to hear and i think we'll put yeah. it up on video too and see this so thank you yeah yeah it was great yeah i apologize for like you know the truck the, the headphones to be. the darkness the kids no this, yeah this is, this um is, and then yeah man in the in the future yeah i'd love to have you on my podcast too and we can kind of do a similar thing please i would love to be there thank you so much Okay, buddy. Um, right. I'll talk to you soon, all right, brother? Okay, thank you again. Dan Carcillo. Okay, see you, Todd. Yeah, I'm doing like the formatic stuff now, but uh, that's yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I know, I, I, ca <laughs> I catch myself doing that too, man. Sometimes I'm like talking, introducing somebody, and they're like right there. I'm like, what are you yeah. doing? Just talk to them. Just yeah. talk to them. I'm out. I'm just out. I'm out. I got to go. I'm, I'm out. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> see you, buddy. Thanks, bye. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.